0: Our Old Testament lesson this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah, the second chapter, verses 1 through 5. Hear now these words. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks, Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: If I were to ask you what would be your biggest hope for the upcoming year, what would you tell me? If I were to ask you what is your hope for your children and your loved ones, what would you share? If I were to ask you what is your hope for the world, what would you tell me? Call me foolish if you will even call me gullible or naive, but I truly believe in the goodness of humans. The older I get, the more I realize that there is goodness in all of us. Yes, sometimes the goodness can be effaced by life experiences or even by choice, but most people are genuinely good at heart. You see, I I wanted to do a test of my theory of the goodness within each of us, and and so I asked several persons over the weekend those questions I asked earlier. Now I must admit that I was not doing a scientific research and my quickly put together questions would not make the the American Journal of Medicine or the American Journal of Sociology but I believe the responses paint a true picture of what most persons are longing for and are hoping to see. When I sent out the text messages to almost 20 people, the responses I got were somewhat similar. No one responded that they hoped that they will win the lottery. As a matter of fact, No one really mentioned money per se, only two people suggested that they hoped their families would rise above the economic strain that they are currently experiencing. No one said they hoped to be famous. No one said they hoped their enemies would suffer. No one said they wanted the candidate that they did not vote for in the election to lose the election. And now while they may hope for the ones they voted for to win, it actually goes to show what our priorities are. And no one said they want to put rules in place or draw lines about who is welcome and who is not. And what I find strangely wonderful and even heartwarming is that as challenging as life may be, no one hope to be better off than another person. These are some of the responses I receive from the questions I ask about their hopes. They say personally, we hope to be fruitful and not just to be busy. One person said to be joyful and to share it. Another person responded to be more gentle, to be patient and understanding with others and others said to be a better human being. For their children and their loved ones, the hopes were for their dreams to come true, for them to be happy and to make wise and godly decisions, that they will maintain life and that miracles will happen for them. Here are the hopes that people have for the world. Have more grace and empathy towards others. One person said that as a species that we will not go extinct or we will not kill ourselves off. Another says that we will find a way to accommodate our differences. That we will not have a third world war. For people to be more kind and compassionate to one another. Another person say for less selfless, for less selfishness. And others say for individuals to see the goodness in others and one person said for divine peace and church this gives me hope this morning it gives me hope because in a season when life seems so topsy-turvy when the last two and a half years we have suffered through a pandemic that has taken so many lives in our country and across the world when we turn our news on and all we see are the bad things that are happening and probably only one minute of something good that That's happening we need to have hope we need to hear that there are others who are also hopeful in a time when it seems like everything is falling apart we need to be reminded that there is goodness in the world that all is not broken that all is not destroyed and I stand here today to tell you that all is not lost Call me gullible if you will. But I am hopeful for this world. And yes, I know that if you do a cursory glance, you will see the brokenness of our world. You will see the violence. You will see the division. You will see the economic disparity and the marginalization. But, but church, if we, if we look closely, if we look beyond just the the, the, the outward. If we look closely, we will see the goodness in the world. We will see God at work in the world. We will see signs of hope. And because I am fully convicted with everything in me and all that I am that God is at work in the world, I keep on looking for signs of hope. I look for signs of hope in the midst of poverty that is afflicting so many working poor and food insecure and unhoused people throughout our country. And when I look for the signs of hope, I see churches and other nonprofit organizations doing everything that they can to help those who are underserved and underrepresented. I see churches like St. Mark doing Programs that will help others have a meal in their stomach each day If you ever come here on a Saturday morning anywhere between 8 and 10 30 You will see a line of men and women on the fifth street entrance at our red door waiting to come in to be seated and to Know that they belong here and that they're welcome here and that they're children of God loved by God and that they have a place here and they are served a meal If you come on a Tuesday night, you will see the same thing happening. For over 35 years, our breakfast club has been happening. This gives me hope. And there are other charitable organizations across the country that are doing the same thing. In the midst of the poverty, in the midst of the economic disparity, there are signs of hope. I keep on looking, church. I keep on looking for the signs of hope in our world that is so broken and fractured as it may seem. And every time I look, I see signs. I see signs of hope in people who put themselves in harm's way to protect others. Two Saturday nights ago, someone walked into a bar where there was a drag show happening and because of a hatred toward the LGBT community, this man took out a gun and started shooting. Uh, But there are signs of hope even in the midst of heartaches Army veteran Richard Ferrer stood up and jumped on the attacker and subdued him Even though his life was in danger He allowed others to live and For me that is sign of hope the goodness in others. I keep on looking, church. I keep on looking for signs of hope in this world where they tell you that this is the way and there is no other way, this is how things will always be. And I keep on finding signs of hope. Even in our denomination that is divided and and churches are removing themselves from the United Methodist Church, I keep on seeing signs of hope. Even here in our North Georgia conference, I sit on the board of trustees and I've been on the board for a number of years and and one of the things I remember about what we do as a denomination and even what we do here in North Georgia is that we care for those who are underserved and underrepresented. And one of the policies that we have is a Park Eye Fund, where over $800,000 have been given to Emory University to help children and adults who have diseases that can allow them to go blind. And every year, funds are given to Emory University to prevent blindness in children and adults who can't afford to go to a regular optometrist. I keep looking for signs of hope, church, and I, and I keep on seeing it. I look for signs of hope in what people are doing to help others who are in living in poverty. I keep on looking for signs of hope because we live in a world where it seems like this is how it's going to always be. Last night I was watching this, the Grio Awards on television and it's an award for black excellence where they recognize blacks who have made a difference in their community. And, and there was one man by the name of Robert Smith who was awarded the, 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 the Grio Award because he's a philanthropist and he, he reaches into communities that are broken and impoverished to make a difference. And one of the things they noticed was that in, two, in 2020, he was the speaker for the Morehouse graduation and close to the end of his, his, his speech, he said to the graduating class, and today I'm, I'm basically gonna liberate you from the bondage of debt. I'm gonna pay off all your student loans. That was almost $40 million for all the graduating class. I keep on looking for signs of hope, church, and I keep on finding it. As dark and as dismal as some days may seem, I keep on finding signs of hope. In our text that was read by Steve this morning, the prophet Isaiah got a word from God, a word concerning the future. It was a word given as as a time for salvation that was to come is a hope-inspiring word, and it points towards God doing a work in the world. God stepping into the realms of humans and, and making a difference and changing the order of the world. You see, for so long people had been hoping for a day when, when God would establish peace in Jerusalem and, and justice among the nations. When God would dismantle the earthly powers that incite violence and wars and God would repurpose their weapons of destruction into instruments of life and health. And people had been longing for that day. The day when peace that would come would not be fragile and and nations would not run into war anymore. A peace that would last because it was enacted and it's maintained by God. Justice that would be for all people, not according to the standards of the world, but according to the reign of God. And they hope and they look forward to that day. And, and, and the word to the prophet Isaiah, to the people of God was that day would come. And I think like the Israelites and, and the persons I've asked the questions and even for ourselves today that we are longing for that day. We are longing for that day when the prophecy will no longer just be a prophecy, but be a revelation, be a fulfillment in our midst. And I stand here before you this morning. I stand here with good and hopeful news this morning because, you know, the fact that Jesus came among us 2,000 years ago means that the prophecy has already begun to be fulfilled. Christ coming into our midst Christ taking on the form of human and living among us ushers in the kingdom of God and the reign of God in the human realm. Christ coming among us, showing us the love of God and how to live means that the world's power no longer will have the final say. But God in God's goodness and God's wisdom, the reign of God will unfold throughout the earth. Today, I stand here before you with good news that it has already begun. We just need eyes to see. We just need eyes to see. Today, we begin the season of Advent. And Advent means coming. The coming of Christ has already happened when Christ came among us as a newborn babe. And with that coming, the kingdom of God has been ushered into the human realm. But there is something more about Advent that we need to be aware of. Advent also means a time of preparation. We know that Christ has already come. And we know that Christ will come again. So what do we do in the meantime, church? What do we do in the meantime? And this is where it is important for us, especially for us who are believers to participate in the work that God is doing in the world. It is so important for us as believers to join in this work, this holy work that God is doing in the world. There are signs all around us and when we take time to look we will see it. The good news also is that we have been equipped by the power of the Holy Spirit to participate in this work. We can be the difference that we want to see in the world. We can be the the spark of hope that we are looking for in this world. You see, when we walk in Christ, when we live as disciples and, and as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, we can become that vessel of hope in the world. Advent is a season of hope. The people of long ago had looked for a savior who would have delivered them and would have and set, set, set everything right and bring justice to the world. Christ has come and has started the unfolding of God's kingdom here among us. And, and we who are believers, we who are children of God We have a responsibility to participate and to join in the work that God is doing. Do we want to see a better world? We have to join in the work. Do we want to see a brighter future? We've got to participate in the work. Do we want to make a difference in the world? We've got to be that difference ourselves. To be better, we've got to walk in the light of the Lord. So this morning, I stand before you. I stand before you this morning, I challenge you as St. Mark United Methodist Church, for those who are here and those who are worshiping with us online, I challenge you to go out and to be vessels of hope in the world. Yes, the world is broken, they will tell you. Yes, it cannot change because this is how it has always been, they will tell you. Yes, don't expect anything better, they will tell you. But I challenge you this morning, St. Mark, do not leave here today and just go and be someone else or as you have always been, unless you have been a beacon of hope. And if you have not been a beacon of hope, go out today and be one be the difference in the world that you want to see because i do believe that god is doing something in the world and that's the reason i know that we can have hope and that's the reason i know that we can be the vessels of hope amen